Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. This episode is a little different than normal. Uh, we, we went a little longer, about an hour and 45 minutes long, but for very good reason. Our our guest was Father Brian Brooks. He's the pastor of the Church of St. Benedict here in Broken Arrow, and the topic was on the Sacrament of Confession. We had a lot of questions. Now, don't worry. Don't worry. David did not give a confession over the over this episode, so nobody's going to be scandalized. No reason to turn it off. We're, we'll be good there. But we did have questions for Father Brian Brooks. He graciously answered questions like, uh, how can we as the confessee help the priest when making a good confession? And what advice does he have for people who have actively stopped committing mortal sin? How do we make a good confession? Can we hear? Can he hear confessions over Skype? And did you know that priests were spo- are supposed to do penance for his penitents? I didn't know that, but Catechism of the Catholic Church 1466 says so. Uh, that and a whole lot more. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was very fruitful for, for Dave and I. Um, and uh, we hope it's the same for you. Now, we also are gearing up for 2020. I can't believe 2019 is almost over, but we are planning 2020. We're doing so. We're going to bring a guest back into the study like we did this year. If you've enjoyed guests such as Carlo Broussard, Dr. Ray Garendi, Tim Staples, Trent Horn, Cy Kellett, Dr. John Cuddeback, and many more that we've brought in to record here live in studio. We're going to do that again in 2020, but the only reason why we have, we're able to do that is for our patrons. Our patrons are the ones who support the Catholic Man Show, and all the money that we get for the Catholic Man Show rolls right back into the show. So I, I want to ask you guys, if you, if you enjoy this episode, if you've enjoyed the Catholic Man Show and it's been fruitful for you guys, uh, consider joining us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show. All of this is only going to be able to continue ha- us having good guests on the show and being able to do stuff th- that we're able to do like the Catholic Man Show Campout, uh, the Catholic Man Show Glenn Karen glasses, all the, the thank you gifts that we're able to do. Now, I understand that you guys don't support us for the thank you gifts. I understand that. But it's a, it's a good way of being able to, to, to show our gratitude for your support. So if you could, go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show. If you already are supporters, I, Dave and I greatly appreciate it. Again, you guys are the reason why we're able to do stuff like this. So we hope you enjoy this episode with Father Brian Brooks on the topic of confession. Cheers to Jesus. Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. There we go. We just thought we were ready. Okay. But we are ready. But we are ready. Are we going to keep just keep going? Yeah, let's just keep going. Just keep going. Okay. Well, we have a very special guest with us today. Let's carry on. Carry my, on my, my wayward son. To quote the great philosopher Kansas. Yeah. 
And this that's a good quote because we're talking about confession today. Yes. Ah, yes. Can I introduce... Uh, I'll let you introduce the guest. I would love to. So we have <laughs> our pastor. Yes. Reverend Father Brian, B- Brian Brooks. No, it turned out, that pa- turned out to be way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was like, how can I do this like better? And I got so caught up in thinking about that. that anyway, Father Brooks, thank you for being here today. It was a great honor it's, it's, uh, for me to be here with you on the Catholic Man Show. This is like a St. Simeon moment. It's like, Lord, let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. <laughs> it's like, I've made it on the Catholic Man Show. This is, this is a great way to end it, uh, in, in this weekend. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, well, so I don't even like, I don't know how to, am I bound by like the church to rebuke heresy (laughs) in this moment or (laughs) I don't know where my obligation lies. (laughs) Uh, Father Brian Brooks, you recently became the, the, the priest over at St. Benedict's, but Mm -hmm. you were at Church of the Madeline in in downtown Tulsa or midtown Tulsa, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And you were so gracious to have us out many times at, at, Theology Uncorked, yes. and you're a, mm-hmm. a yeah. very strong proponent of Catholic radio in general. Yes. So I, I thank you for that because um, it's it's always nice to have Catholic priests behind you when you're when we're talking about mm-hmm. Catholic radio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you've kind of seen firsthand some of the benefits of Catholic radio. Yes. Especially in the Diocese of Tulsa. Yes. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we like Catholic radio too. Good. So we're, we're glad. We're glad that you also. Yeah, we're, we are all on the same page. That's yes. good. 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 So, uh, th- um, this evening we're going to try uh, a bourbon. It's a Kentucky straight bourbon. It's uh, Michter's. Michter's. Yes, a small batch. And the reason why I picked kind of this a funny name. I'm gonna. Um, uh, I'm gonna read it straight from the bottle. It says distilled in small batches according to the Michter's pre-revolutionary war quality standards dating back to 1753. Now I wow. did this because Father Brian Brooks is. Oh, are you a historian, or are you just a advocate uh, or a uh, history buff? History buff. I, I'm a history geek. History geek. History geek. Special so when it I comes to na- name wars. it and claim it. So, well, American history, um, yeah. particularly uh, uh, 19th century, uh, also before. I'm also the family genealogist. Mm. Ah. So I connect connect uh, all this I've learned about American history with uh, with my own family and their own um, adventures of, of being in this country. I recently, this is just like two days ago, sent a text message to all of my sisters mm-hmm. saying, hey, I think you should get into genealogy. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to do right. it. Right. And they both said, why? And I said, well, because I would like to know. And if you do all the work, mm-hmm. it's the same for me. Right. So that would be great. Now, the, the, the scary thing about genealogy, sometimes you find out things you, you wish you didn't know right. about. Yeah, people. I can see that. And so, but... But, you know that that's part of part of the adventure, and you know that. we really have a lot of the a lot of it is we have the Mormons to thank for that's the true. that genealogy is mm-hmm. even even possible. Yes, with all the records because they're the ones who like made a big deal about mm-hmm. keeping records of all these people. That is true. And one thing I many years ago I went to uh, in, in to Utah in Salt Lake City and went to the archives, the LDS. Oh, archives, you did, and actually found out I had more info on my family than the LDS did. So oh, that's good. For, for, for oh, me, for wow. me it, was, it was almost yeah. like, well, it was a very prideful moment. I kind it's of very, walked out of the very like, validating, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys don't even know something yeah. about me. <laughs> I mean, there's like one thing, but it's about ancestor, but still. Yeah. It, it is one thing if you want to do genealogy from a Catholic background, baptismal records are extremely uh, good to have because they'll have a lot mm-hmm. of information in there and you can actually yeah. go back uh, quite, uh, quite a ways uh, in, yeah. in uh, uh, the colonial period. 
and particularly if you're doing like think Spanish Southwest or or something like that or, mm-hmm. or Florida, uh, where they have much more of a Catholic presence, or uh, or another place like New Orleans, like yeah, a fr- yes, French Catholic New Orleans, presence. So right. Well, let's try this. Let's try this okay. whiskey. We're on the Lord's team. The winning okay. side. So raise your glass and cheers. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers, cheers to Jesus. So the, the the notes were supposed to be a sweet, fruit mm. fruity notes on yeah, the top. Uh, it is. It's very sweet. Sweet on the nose. And then a little bit of an oaky finish, which is a you know very mm-hmm. typical, I guess, kind for of a standard, bur- a standard standard bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, this whiskey actually won an award not too long ago for w- one of the best uh, mm-hmm. under forty dollar bottle bourbons, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it, again, what was of, what was the what, how much did it cost? Uh, it's. I think it was like thirty seven ninety nine, thirty eight ninety nine. Okay. So very okay. reasonable for very a, very drinkable from a financial standpoint. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a a good bottle of bourbon when you have buddies coming mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. That's not going to break the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that it's like I want to have a, a bourbon with you guys to to, to, to share, but I, I don't have sixty dollars to go spend on on whiskey. Right. Okay. So. so this is a little backwards, but this is kind of my speed because it's really not all that smooth. It's not like, oh, that just goes down. Maybe it is. I also have a, a, a like a sore throat. Okay. <laughs> is it smooth to you? Before I, cont- before I carry on, is it like, because when I drink it, I don't say, oh, wow, that's smooth. I actually say, hmm, that's got some bite to it. But I have, li- I have come to like the bite. I like to get. It. I like to get bitten. <laughs> well, I think that it does have a little bit of a, a white peppercorn finish mm-hmm. to it, which yeah. would give a little bit of a spice. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's not smooth. I, I think it mm-hmm. has a very nice uh, beginning to end. But I don't think it. I, okay. I, I, I don't say it's like an alcoholic. You know, the the, the alcohol fumes mm-hmm. that make it like, oh man, that mm-hmm. is that's tough to drink. That's not what I would say. This is. I would just say it's more of the the peppercorn. Okay, uh, but I mean, it's not like a, you know, some some whiskeys you you take a sip of and it's like, wow, that is smooth. It just goes right down mm-hmm, sure. and just, uh, mm-hmm. that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I'm, I don't mean that in a bad way because I actually, I actually like it. What are your thoughts, Father? I'm not so much of a aficionado when it comes to this kind of adult well, you, beverage. Look, so I I'll, just I'll, pretend. I'll defer to, to the two guys. I, <laughs> I really just pretend about all of it. <laughs> I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> Tombo that did leave the light on for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Exactly. So I don't know what I'm talking yes. about. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I do think it's, it is it is a nice bourbon. It's a nice color, though, also. Look at mm-hmm. that rich color. It is. And mm-hmm. it has, it has a, a little bit of vibe, but it's also, there's some smoothness to it. Yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. It's got so. some good, I like the pepper flavors. I used I to do. not, but now I do. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of, of moderation. I think that that would be important to talk about. Every once in a while, we try to make sure that we highlight mm-hmm. this virtue of temperance that we are having. Uh, it, we're enjoying a, a nice beverage, but you know we should always do everything in, mod- in moderation. Absolutely. Except for, I guess, sin. We don't sin in moderation. No, no, we should. But what is, but, but, but what moderation, is, but, but what is the moderate level of sin? Zero. Zero. Right. right. And also, I think we should not do in moderation or the, uh, or, or the um, virtues. Especially the faith, hope, and charity. Yeah, you can. You can never. You can never love too much. You can, can you never have too hope. Much you faith? cannot. You cannot hope too much. You can you be too prudent? Too not at all. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, look, I think you're just being a little too prudent here, okay? You need to <laughs> dial it back. But I, I do want, I Make do wanna, some bold decisions. I do want to say, though, that it, it is important to, to talk about moderation, especially when it comes to alcohol. Uh, alcohol has affected many families yes. through, um, throughout the history, and, and we don't downplay that whatsoever. We, right. we always do everything in, in moderation when it comes yeah. to drinking in, on the show. Adam, why do we drink on the show? We drink on the show to enjoy the finer things in life, to open up a, a conversation together, mm-hmm. um, to to highlight a holy leisure together. Yeah. yeah. And we drink it for its goodness. And we that's something that we enjoy doing. And so uh, we do it together and hopefully exemplifying the virtue of moderation to because sh- it's one thing to talk about it, it's another thing to showcase it. Yes. So let me, let me ask you a question, Adam. Okay. If you don't like whiskey, is it good to drink whiskey? Well, I think that it okay, mm. do you want do you want to like whiskey? Mm. I don't know. Because some people in order to to get into the to drinking whiskey, you know, they they do like one part whiskey and five part waters, you know, and just like yeah, inch their yeah. way in so that way they can develop a palate to be able to uh, enjoy the craft of whiskey. But if you don't like whiskey and you don't want to drink whiskey, mm-hmm. you should not there's yeah. no reason to drink right. it. And you shouldn't be trying to drink it just because you think it'll make you you know, look cool for like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, you're being prideful here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I just wanted to, we've never actually, I've never asked that question before. I wanted to know what your thoughts were. I agree. I, I agree with what you said. Good. Father? I agree as well. You give awesome. your imprimatur? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, okay. I, I, get, I get my blessing. Thank you. Second. Okay, good. Kay. Adam, you pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So cheers. I'm just going to check out for the rest of the yeah. evening. Cheers. Uh, it can only go downhill from here. So uh, <laughs> when we get back, we're going to talk about the sacrament of reconciliation, a very important topic. I think it, and one that I'm very excited to talk about. We're also going to ha- hear... Uh, David's confession live on air. So be sure to tune into that. We'll be right back. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Amen. And welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I'm David Niles. <laughs> Here with Adam Minahan and Reverend Father Brian Brooks. Is that what's like? Is that the official way to say a, like introduce a priest? Like, uh, it could depend. Um, well, I just oh, remember yeah. when I was sending out invitations for our wedding. Yes. I say that like I was sending out invitations for a wedding. <laughs> I yeah, just remember had, my wife telling yeah. me. So how, how did Pamela address the right, envelope? Right. So. Exactly. That when she was sending out invitations for a wedding, <laughs> that you were supposed to write Reverend Brian Brooks. Mm-hmm. Is that? Uh, generally, yes. Now, there's sometimes, let's say, if a priest is um, by a certain position, uh-huh. it's, it's very reverend, Ooh. such as like the, 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 the vicar uh, general. Is the very reverend okay. the, the rector of the cathedral? 
and I'm I'm the I'm the vicar for priests for the diocese. So, so you'd be the very, very the very reverend. reverend. Well, just very reverend, just one 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 is plenty. <laughs> uh, and also for for the for the vicariate systems that we've now established in the diocese, uh, the vicar for reigns. Uh, mm. They they now official. If you want a church etiquette, you know, proper church etiquette, um, that'd be I, I extremely rarely do I get an, uh, something addressed to me that says very reverend. If I do get it, it's like, okay, I better open up this right away. It must be really important. Yeah, somebody who <laughs> somebody knows, knows what they're doing. Knows what's up. Yeah, knows Sam what they're doing. <laughs> or also when we have special events at the at the cathedral, such as ordinations and in, in the chrism mass, um, they have assigned seating for for the, the vicars. Yeah. So I go up and it says the very Reverend Brian Brooks. And usually I have a seat behind one of the pillars or something. Usually I can't see anything <laughs> at all. So the, the, the other priests who get to sit out in the open have much better seats than I do for most, most of these things. So it's like, well, okay, that's part of, part, <laughs> part least, of the penance. Hey, at least I'm close. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I wear, I wear, get to wear the heavy chasubles <coughs> ah. as opposed to the light consilibrant chasubles. Like, well, okay, that's me just offered up for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for all the nice stuff, guys. <laughs> it's great. It's great. No, no, thank you. No. Yeah. Well, so the, uh, this week we good, had a good. a very interesting conversation on our uh, Council of Man Facebook page. That mm-hmm. by yeah, the way, we did. If you wanted to uh, support the Catholic Man Show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Catholic Man Show, and you yeah. can be invited into the Council of Man Facebook page. Also, if you want to support yourself, and you can just be a part of something awesome. Mm-hmm. The Catholic, the the Council of Man, is where it's at. It's really where it's at. We we discuss. It it is like it it has maintained its purity. I think even with a greater number of people, mm-hmm. like it is about Catholic man stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I'm really just proud of all of all of the council members because we keep it about being a man, being Catholic. And we don't always necessarily agree with everything that mm-hmm. each other says. I yeah. mean, when you get over 200 right. guys in the same room, mm-hmm. we're not all going to agree mm-hmm. on some things. However, right. we're still very civil and respectful, mm-hmm. which is a breath of fresh air when it yeah. comes to social media. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. But, you know, so we were talking about on, on, on the Council of Men, we were talking about the difference between venial sin, mm-hmm. mortal sin, grave, grave matter. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was thinking throughout the week, well, what should, what should we talk about? And there was... It was very easy to, to, to pick you as a, as our guest to talk about confession, mm-hmm. and so I think it would be a good idea to start out like let's lay the baseline as far as what is sin, what is venial sin, what is mm-hmm. mortal sin, what's the difference between mortal sin and grave matter, because right. those those are some distinctions mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll start out, uh, Dave. I'll let you actually read this right here, which is the definition of sin from the Catechism. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good starting point. Catechism of the Catholic Church, one thousand eight hundred and forty nine. Sin is an offense against reason, truth, and right conscience. It is failure in genuine love for God and neighbor caused by a perverse attachment to certain goods. It wounds the nature of man and injures human solidarity. It has been defined as an utterance, a deed, or a desire contrary to the eternal law. How did I do? I'll give you a eight seven. and a half. Eight and a half. I was going to give you a seven, but uh, <laughs> I think I deserve better than a seven. I mean, if I'm just being truthful. Um, so and so now let's talk about you know what is venial sin and okay. the difference between venial sin and mortal sin. Um, I have I have these right here if you want to kind of go off of, uh, off of that. But 
So, Father, what's the difference? I'm guessing he knows the difference between, between Vino and Porto. Between Vino and Porto. A, little, a, little, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Now, some people, particularly, you know, we live in Oklahoma, Catholic yeah. population, 5% or less, depending yeah, right. on your, your location, yeah. generally. So you often have people say, well, well, what do you Catholics are doing about, what do you mean, mortal sin, venial sin, big sin, less sin? What, yeah, what is that? Well, and what do you do? Oh, because some people say, well, hey, a sin is a sin. Well. In some ways, that's true. And true. However... Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as the, I think I think it's the first letter of, of St. John the Apostle. He says, like, all sin is bad, but not all sin is deadly. Right. And so that's where we get that distinction, so we can point to it. in the Scriptures. like we, mm-hmm. the, the, the Scriptures themselves, the Apostles, make that, 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 that distinction. But there, there are some sins that mortally wound mm-hmm. our relationship with Christ. Yeah, and he says, there's some sins I don't say that you should just pray for pray for yeah. and that they're gone some right. sins take more than that exactly exactly so so in the, you know, the, the classic way of, def- of defining what is a mortal sin it has to be of 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 grave matter it has to be a serious mm-hmm. it has you have to have um you have to know it is a serious matter mm-hmm. and you freely choose to do so right it, those are the look at kind of a odd way of like, like baking a cake right you know you have to have the prime ingredients well prime ingredients for mortal sin are these three that's it. serious, you know it's serious, and you freely, it's an important distinction, you freely choose to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. If one or more of those is not present or is somehow... Or deficient. Or deficient, any, that's yeah. a, a good way to put it, for, or, or lesser, then that can lesser the degree of, of sin. It's still yeah. bad. We're not, we're not making an excuse for it. Mm-hmm. So bad, um, but it may not rise to the level of, of mortal sin. Now, what I usually tell people as a confessor, I say if... Uh, unless it's something that they're completely have misunderstanding about, uh, treat it as if it's a mortal sin. If if you have a doubt about it, round up, put it that, you know, mm-hmm. that way, um, uh, and so that so that so you don't make an excuse, right? Right. Because we can rationalize, especially men. Men, men, we, yeah, we can we, rationalize. We, we're that. great at that. Yeah. We, we, so we can rationalize. Well, it was bad, but really that bad. But but then this is where the, the, our conscience begins to speak to us if we're open. Mm-hmm. In, in, in God's always, I think, bombarding us with, with grace. And therefore, th- th- to recognize the sin for what it is, not yeah. to make excuses, uh, and, and basically to, it's an opportunity to, 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 come, to come clean. So you've got the mortal sin. Anything that does not qualify as a mortal sin, uh, then we see as a venial or, or a lesser sin. Uh, uh, we have thing that something also we talk about, about um, grave matter. It has to be something that is serious, yeah. but something that is serious if you are deficient in reason or deficient in free will, it mm-hmm. may not rise to being a mortal sin. It should still be confessed. Right. We should bring that before the Lord uh, as, as opposed to rationalize it or, I think even uh, and worse, that we carry it with us. We carry the shame mm-hmm. of it and the burden. And therefore, that's when I think often the voice of the accuser, the Aunt Satan, mm-hmm. uh, the, or the enemy, I always refer to enemy with a capital E, that's, we're listening to that voice, is that uh, first, like, well, it's not really a sin, you, the, you know, the deception, the lies, or, yeah, it's a mortal sin, and this is beyond forgiveness. You're, you're so ashamed. You could mm-hmm. never be free. And that's yeah, what he does. He'll say, exactly. oh, this is no big deal, no big deal until you do it. And then he'll say, how dare you? Exactly. You or, low or, piece of dirt. Or, 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 that, that, or, you, or you come to, um, to realization, yeah, it is a sin. And then the enemy says, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know it. He'll never forgive you. And, yeah. therefore, and therefore you're ashamed. You're burdened by that. Mm-hmm. Where that's why there's the great grace of the sacrament of reconciliation yeah. is, is that the Lord loves us. That's what I often tell people in the confessional. It's like, this is a sacrament of healing, of mercy. 
it doesn't matter how many times. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a, a mortal sin, venial sin, doesn't matter if it's a sin against chastity or against charity. The Lord is loving us, healing us uh, in order to over, overcome that sin, overcome the shame, mm-hmm. and then also strengthen us, that sacramental grace, to move forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to avoid the things of sin. And that's when they can, in, in, in the confessional, if there's a time, the priest can maybe go into some of that, maybe some suggestions about, and yeah. now how do you avoid doing this in the future? Mm-hmm. But, but we do make that distinction between but about sin. All sin is bad. We shouldn't rationalize it, but not all sin may be of a mortal sin. Right. Yeah, I'm so. glad you say that because some people somehow imbibe an attitude like, oh, it's just venial. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a venial sin, as if like that makes it okay, you know, like I'm not right. going to go to hell for this, you know, so it's, we can, we can sin venial all we want, you know, venial mm-hmm. sins all we want. And that's a terrible attitude right. because you're still offending God. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, it's a bit, think of it this way. Say, you know, you know as, as a priest, if you say, you know, let's say Benedict's been there for over a year, that I have my, my I might have my alb on, uh, but you know, before or after mass, and certainly after mass, I might have a coffee mug, and I, which I'm now having the reputation of uh, when I go uh, to the RE or, or, or RE classes on, on Sundays, like, oh, what coffee mug is he going to bring in today? Yeah, and so, <laughs> well, let me think. If you had like like a clean white garment or clean shirt, and you're walking around and, and the coffee is splattering. Bit by, maybe not a lot. Maybe it's not like you dump it all down the front, but spot here, spot there, right? And there, and after a while, you start looking pretty shabby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's no longer a clean white garment. Yeah. So I kind of think of the venial sin is, is like it's not like you've dumped the whole thing down down the front, but right. it's kind of spotted there, spotted there. It's like, and then when you like for my alb, and I, I wear the same the alb I wore at mass this morning is the alb I've worn for 26 years. I was ordained in that alb. No kidding! Wow, and, that's awesome. And I, and I have it, and it's my instructions to be buried in the alb. And so now I actually had to have it recently repaired through some our sewing group at St. Benedict's because it was really fraying at certain ends. Nice. Uh, so it's now, but it's now new and improved. Uh, but I know that when I take the alb, and every now and then I'll put it in the washer. Mm-hmm. I come out and I'm like. Boy, that is, that really is white. <laughs> it still looks well, good. It still, well, it still looks good. And, yeah, and it still fits even better. You know, in a way. But, <laughs> but that's, that's how they, not everyone can say that. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not, not you know, I'm not pointing fingers at everybody. But but that's the thing that I think like like the, the venial sin. It's it's like having that, that that the little specks of coffee, whatever stain, eventually looks shabby. It's dark and, right. and it needs to be clean. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it, it impedes us to be able to to grow in virtue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it, exactly. it, it blocks us. It points us inward towards us and not exactly. outward towards God. So exactly. And, and more you turn yourself in, the less you are able to turn yourself out towards exactly. other people. Totally. So when we get back, we're going to continue talking about grave matter, sacrament of confession. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Man Show. Sitting here with Father Brian Brooks, pastor of the Church of St. Benedict, Dave and I's pastor. Thanks to Juan on the buttons. Juan had a great party this evening. Mm-hmm. It's Michaelmas uh, today. Yeah. I, and Do you say Michaelmas or Michaelmas? I say Michaelmas, okay. but... We'll go with that. Is it Michaelmas? I'm, I've heard both. I've I'm heard just saying both. I've Tomatoes heard both. Tomorrow. Anyway, so what he did was he had uh, families over and he... He, he 
bought a pinata and printed out Satan on it and let each kid take turns hitting the pinata uh, until with a sword. Yeah. It, it, with a sword, with a sword, oh, wooden yes. sword, with wooden sword. sword, not not real swords. Yeah. We're not right. giving we're right. not giving real, real swords sword to small children. Would so have been distinctions. Cooler, are, I mean, yeah. I would have preferred a real sword. One. That, that would have been time. that would have been a, that would have been a night in in urgent care. So, Most yeah. definitely, but it, it timed out perfectly where all the kids got to. <laughs> we're go. We're not all going to make it to all, adulthood, okay? <laughs> all the wives, all the wives got to go, and so Father Brooks got to uh, finish off the pinata. At the very end, which is really cool. The, the one thing I, I regret I didn't do, I didn't yell a sword for the Lord in Gideon before I started whacking <laughs> on the pinata. That, that, that's, that's the one thing I would have done differently. <laughs> so, we're, so we're talking about confession today just to kind of sum up the difference between uh, or maybe give an example of, you know, grave matter versus mortal sin mm-hmm. to kind of bookend this is, Dave, we did an episode not too long ago on backbiting. Uh, yeah. Which, uh-huh. you know, when you read St. Thomas Aquinas, there is some things that, mm-hmm. you know, you you're aware of that you may not have been aware of. Right. Um, and wow. Okay. And St. Thomas says that, you know, backbiting is a mortal sin. Mm-hmm. Now I, if I was, if I was backbiting, if I was, you know, talking bad about somebody and I didn't realize that it was a mortal sin, mm-hmm. this is still a grave matter because we're talking about the reputation of another person. Right. Uh, so I would, so the, the matter was serious. However, it wasn't a mortal sin because I didn't know that it mm-hmm. was a grave matter. Yes. Um, now that I know that it is a grave matter, and if I choose to do it freely, mm-hmm. that would be considered a mortal yeah. sin. That'd be one an example of a deficiency mm-hmm. in uh, right in, in the free, the free choice to do it, like uh, out of ignorance, mm-hmm. uh, you did not know. Now, in, this does, occasionally happens with me in the confessional. Someone will say, "Well, well, Father, I did. I was doing X twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was wrong. Now, I know it was wrong." Yeah, I mean, I think about birth control. That's what. That's one example. Yeah, mm-hmm. and still, how many people I believe mm-hmm. don't know that birth control is grave matter? Mm-hmm. That the, I mean, we're talking about life and death here. Mm-hmm. You know, with birth control. Mm-hmm. You know, and praise God that they don't know. I mean, we need to educate them. Right. But for the the sake of their own souls, exactly. you know, I, mm. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that they're not committing mortal sins. Mm-hmm. Um, but we. St- you know, of course, we need to educate people, and we need to we right. need to spread the truth so right. that they do know. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, because every Catholic, that's just a good example. Uh, Patrick Madrid says this: every Catholic is one good confession away from being a saint. Mm-hmm. Totally, just one yeah. one, confe- one good confession yeah. away. And and it's the thing: uh, people will come in with example like that. The and they've they've had they've come to the understanding that what they did mm-hmm. with birth control or something else twenty years ago that and they they the spirit moves them to bring that before the Lord in the sacrament. Uh, the sacrament of healing, and, I, and it's one of the things I just, for me, is a great cause to rejoice. And it's like the yeah. Holy Spirit has brought them to this moment. And it, it, and some, some people ask me, well, well, as a priest, how do you deal with all this stuff? People coming to uh, the confessional and, and regularly, and I look, I, I have come to look at it this way: the Holy Spirit does ninety nine point nine percent of the hard work, does the does the heavy lifting, and when somebody comes to the confessional, it's it's like okay, the Lord's brought him here, the Spirit's brought him here, and so. My work isn't all that hard in comparison. And they may have carried something like this for decades. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to unburden themselves. Or they've come to that, uh, that understanding that something that they had rationalized in the past, they can't anymore. So they rather than to, to live in silence and in shame, mm-hmm. they're coming to be healed. And that's one thing about confession is if you're carrying something that you've been, you've been dealing with and, and struggling with for for years, mm-hmm. months, years, whatever it is, you have that heaviness on your shoulders. Yeah. Man, 
the feeling and the lightness mm-hmm. of walking on clouds almost as you're walking out of confession exactly. is is unparalleled to anything else. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. So I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you can answer it. So if sure. you can't answer it, okay. don't answer it. Sure I want you not to answer it if you can't answer <laughs> it. Absolutely. What's the, someone comes in and says, you know, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been X number of years since mm-hmm. my last confession. What's the longest can you no. answer that question? Is that le- is that a legal valid? Well, question? Well, but be well, but be a little bit careful about that. I'm, I'm without getting in, any specifics. Don't want to um, know any persons. Because, because one of the things too that that uh, a couple of things I did I did uh, did remember quite well from my sacramental uh, courses in in, the, in theology, even though it was a long time ago, was that the uh, the priest has to be very careful not to uh, uh, unintentionally break the seal. Yeah. Right. So if you so I don't the, want you to do the that. The less right. said, the better. And so I would say the the when you, when you get into like. Um, decades, yeah. You know, that it, sometimes it's been somebody will, will will say ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, or well, often more often than not, it's it's I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember yeah. the last time I did this. Right. That's 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 would be more more common about about something like that. Now, some people said you know it was a week ago or two months or whatever, but uh, often will be like well, and that's when re- that's really the time to rejoice. Mm-hmm. That someone has the Lord is bringing them to faith, bringing them this to be healing. They can they can be unburdened, whatever it is. Yeah, and they can be free. I would just get so jacked as a priest if it's like, hey, look, it's been thirty years since my last confession. I'd yeah. be like, oh, like rolling up my sleeves. <laughs> I, you know, like, do you remember the old Kool Aid commercials where the Kool Aid man would bust through the wall? Like, That's right. Just bust the wall down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be me as a priest. It's like you're on the other side of that screen. Forget the screen. I'm getting, you know, like, well, it, I would it, just be so pumped it, about it, it, it them is being it, here. It is one of the things in which, but this way, you know, job satisfaction goes to the roof. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and often it's, for me, it's a case when that happens, it's like, I might be having not the best day uh-huh. mm-hmm. as a parish priest or whatever. And, uh, some there, and then, or maybe like, well, or, or, or maybe I'm having to go cover for somebody for in another parish yeah. in, 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 I wasn't supposed to be there and I'm kind of internally you know, griping yeah. about it. Not, and, but, mm-hmm. but it's something like, well, it's been, you know, that amount of time. And I think, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And right here, right now, this is what the Lord's put me. And so we rejoice. Yeah. I also want to say, I'm glad that you said what you said in the, the last segment about if you're not sure if it's a mortal sin or a venial sin, just act like it's a mortal sin and right. go to confession. Because so many times I hear people say, they're like, well, if you don't know, if you're unsure, it's not a mortal sin. Yeah. You know, and while I understand that that is technically correct, if mm-hmm. like if there is doubt, mm-hmm. because you have to know what you're right. doing is a mortal sin. I get that. But that's, you know, there's um, technicalities and then there's practice. Right. And if you're not sure, go to confession. Right. Just go. Like, yeah. I, I I get that you know we want to teach the correct thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time we need to make sure that we are giving out prudent advice as well because, mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't you go to just mm-hmm. go like if, right. if if you're not sure go I mean yeah you should be going I mean right. one of the things Father that you did uh, when you came to the Church of Saint Benedict's that I I've said many times to you in private but I, I'll, I'll say it here is that you extended multiple times mm-hmm. for confession mm-hmm. you added days it's tough and i know that as men as as you know family men of the family we we have to make it a priority to take our, our, our families mm-hmm. to confession mm-hmm. 
not all the time is it is three thirty on Saturdays the best time for right. for Family Guys. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of in the middle of the nap time. It's like right in the middle right. of the it day. Right. It is. It is nap time. It, it's, That's it's, the thing about mm-hmm. it. It, it, it. It is nap time. It's a time. tough time. Mm-hmm. And I it, understand Jesus died on the cross at three o'clock. Yes. Okay. But look, it's nap time. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. But mm-hmm. mo- a lot of parishes have it at the exact same time on the exact same right. day. Right. And so the the issue is if you can't go at that time, right, um, for whatever reason, then mm-hmm. you're kind of sol for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm grateful. Maybe talk about your experiences of, of opening up the confession times to more days than just Saturday. Oh, I'm glad to know. I understand you have a more than a few priests that are watching. So right. kind of tread lightly. So you, you might get a lot of you know, no feedback from some, some, <laughs> no don't from some of my brothers in black. No matter where they are, because uh, uh, many many parishes will have that 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 um, Saturday afternoon time for confession yeah. and anticipation for the for the Saturday night vigil or the mass on Sunday which is great. However, you're exactly right. 3:30 Saturday afternoon may not be the best time for God's good people to come come to the sacrament. Yeah. Um so you also go back the only person in the parish that can sacramentally hear confessions and give absolution is the priest. Right. The deacon can't do it, the DRE can't do it, the volunteers can't do it. So if we want, I think that we priests cannot complain about people not going to confession if we're not making ourselves available as reasonably possible for people to go to confession. Now, certainly a lot of parishes and our parish St. Benedict is, is big. Uh, we have the reconciliation uh, rites during Advent and Lent, and we will literally have eight to ten priests here at confessions for three hours or longer. Uh, many times before, there was once before I came to St. Benedict's, uh, I think I came in from, from Madeline up several years ago, and uh, I think the last 10 people, I was in one of the Mexican confessionals said, Father, I think I'm the last one. And I, and I was there, and actually, you know, the church is being locked up by the time. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how people were coming, which is great. God, oh, that's God, good. Because I was worried Jesus that, for that you bring all these priests, and then, you know. Oh, no, people are, are, you know, there's are not lo- enough. Are, or, you know, people are like, the thing is like, do we have enough priests? Yeah, okay, here, good, here, good, here, good. For, for that. However, uh, that's maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at best, that people might be able to, be able to go to that, and we're getting like maybe one you know, one shot twice a year. So can can we do better for that? Particularly people to appreciate the gift of the sacrament, this gift of mercy, this gift of healing. So what what I started doing previous at parish before I came uh, became uh, Saint Benedict's um, was that not only on Saturday but also on, before Mass on Sunday and also two weeknights for an hour each. And you've seen that, that people actually show. And people come. It's like, build it, build it, and they will come. Yeah. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. So when we get back, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about, uh, can you hear confessions over Skype or okay. over the phone? And a couple other questions that I have. So okay. uh, we'll be right back. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Me amo David. <laughs> <laughs> Me amo Don David. Excuse me. Excuse me. Maybe there's some Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm multilingual. Yeah. So uh, the priest who started our parish, yes. who th- the, founding, the founding priest, Father Aishoff. Yes. Uh, in fact, if you could pray for him, he's uh, just got out of the hospital. He's in a 
he was hit in a car accident. So if mm-hmm. you could please pray for his oh, yeah, swift recovery, that would be wonderful. Um, when he told this story, this is just the best confession story. When he was uh, a young priest, an associate pastor, he was his first assignment was with an an elderly priest, mm-hmm. okay, who was hard of hearing and a good priest, but um, one of his things that he would do was that in confession, he would always start the act of contrition for you. So, you know, he would say, oh my God, Mm -hmm. and then you would take over from there. Well, that's good, except that people would go into confession with this priest. They'd be in there for a while, and then all of a sudden they'd hear the priest say, Oh my God! Because <laughs> he was hard of hearing, so he was talking aloud. And anyway, apparently that's a true story. I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I could see that. But fine. word on the street is that that is true. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get. Let, uh, there's a lot of things that I want to ask you, Father. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. here's one of the uh, something interesting that I think maybe a lot, not a lot of people know because I I didn't at least I didn't know this mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. was that the priest takes on a, a role of penance for their confess ease mm-hmm. correct yeah yeah it's pretty, in, that, in that they 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 pray for the people coming in to depart, depart in the sacrament they they offer their prayers and they 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 uh, should should offer you know, as a as a penance or an intention for them that's often what I do on on, on Sundays uh, when praying praying the also praying the morning prayer even prayers like Lord for the the intentions for the for morning prayers like May your blessing be upon all who gather here today in this parish to hear your word and receive and, and take part in the sacraments, whether the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of the Eucharist, or the anointing of the sick, whatever it may, what it mm-hmm. may be. So that, that idea that the priest is taking that that on for them. He's representing them right. to Christ. He in, in that in, in that role is in, in persona Christi. Does Just that ever, in, like, can, do you ever feel like, feel the weight of the sin that you've just heard in? I mean, I feel... It seems like if it was if I was a priest, you know, and here I am hearing confessions, but then I also know I need to do some penance, like that I might kind of feel the weight of some of the sins that I had just received. I mean, not that you've yeah. received it. That's not the right way to say it. Right. But. I think what, what what for me personally what affects me is when I hear about an injustice, mm-hmm. and I feel that my sense of justice and my anger. That's what I that that, that that's most often that happens with me. Hmm. I hear about something that has happened to someone else, yeah. and I have to keep I'm all sure that, that in like, check. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to have the custody. I'm sure you have to have custody of the mind as a as a priest yes. uh, yeah. in, in the confession. Custody of the mind. Oh that's, man, I mean that's that's a good way to put it because because you can be think thinking about, about that. Yeah, uh, because then then right. you with the priest can, be, can get the, the idea of of being unforgiving of those who are penitent. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have, have to remind myself, particularly the whole scandal of abuse and the cover-up, that I pray for those who have done grave grave wrong, whether the clergy or otherwise, for their conversion. Mm. Mm, yeah. And I, and I pray for sometimes some of these the, the, these men who have been removed from the clerical state and or, or, or been also pro- maybe prosecuted under civil law, mm-hmm. but maybe this is what has to happen to bring them to their senses mm-hmm. to repent. Yeah. Because the Lord desires... Their salvation, as much as the Lord desires right. our salvation, like, that's something that I have to constantly remind myself. McCarrick of. needs someone praying for him. I Absolutely. mean, just like he's, a, you know, right. obviously the exactly the yeah. easiest example. Exactly. But that's one of the things that the, you know the, the Lord calls us to do 
the difficult right. Things. And who wants to pray for that guy? Nobody exactly. wants to pray for and, him. And, and, well, it. well, to pray for his, his but salvation. We should, not, we should pray for not him. Not to pray that he gets it by a boat of lightning or something. That, that we can't. Right. Pray, right. We can't. Right. We can't pray for that. No matter as as, as justified or as yeah. as satisfying that might be be for us on a on a on a lower level. Right. Uh, but no, that we're called to. You know, the Lord forgave his enemies on the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the standard. Do you, uh, one thing that I, going through confession, I, I caught myself doing sometimes is I end up confessing other people's sins <laughs> to justify like my own. It's like, uh, Father, forgive me, I have sinned. Are you I, serious? You do that? Uh, it's like I can't. I, I got I got mad that. at Juan, but you know what? Juan really was like not. You know, he yeah. really got upset with you know unjustly to me, and like that's the reason why I got upset with him. And the only reason why I got upset with him is because mm-hmm. he, you know, and so I started like right. actually talking about Juan's sin right. and not what I committed. Do you see? Right. Do you see that? Exactly. And that does sometimes. You know, I've seen somewhere. I don't think it's in this country. A sign on the confessional said, "Remember, confess your sins, not everybody else's." And for, right. for that very reason, that because also the, 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 especially your spouse, I think yeah. is like yeah, can really so, confess their sins. So because also sin. we get a person get the idea of rationalizing or like, well, it's, it's another way of excusing mm-hmm. the sins. Like, well, I shouldn't have done that, but really wasn't really my fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if somebody's to tell you that, say outside the confessional's apology, well, that's not a real apology. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just trying to, to deflect or shift blame. So yeah. this idea that you're to confess your sins. Now, there's sometimes it's good for the confessor if time allows to have a little bit of things in context. And sometimes the confessor might ask some questions about that to have an idea of, of, of what's going on. And it's an, so he can help the, the penitent understand the nature of sin and also the nature of God's mercy yeah. and forgiveness. So sometimes people will bring something that is a uh, is maybe not make the idea of a grave matter. For an example, uh, someone might say, well, Father, uh, I've, said, I've not been to Sunday Mass in a month. I said, well, okay, is there a particular reason for that? They said, well, I was in ICU. Like well, I want to say, <laughs> I want to say okay, uh, you have an excused absence, but uh, but the, first I say well, glad you're here, hope you're feeling well, and then kind of walk the person through the idea that if they the, the idea that if they could fulfill the obligation for Sunday or Holy Day, but they couldn't for circumstances right. that beyond their control, that's yeah. different. That that's different than if they had just completely ignored the obligation. But at the same time, you want to tell somebody that well, that's not really a sin because they're there. They have come to confess that and you want them to be relieved of any kind of guilt from that or or any doubt so can we walk them through through that and say and tell them they can make a spiritual communion they can read the scriptures on the sunday of the holy day if they're in a situation like that um but it's also if it helps relieve that burden from them okay bring it before the lord yeah yes that's okay now if we could go back just briefly about the idea about the priest and available times for the confession yes because yes. I, yes. I know some of my brothers in black are probably have heard this and be like oh yeah right one more thing to do i'm doing uh, my best yeah, yeah. And obviously that, that's extremely are. true it's like i say to, i tell my to my brother priest i know you're busy I'm busy. Um, I'm, I'm pastor of a, you know, approximately five thousand uh, people in the, in the parish, and there's, an, there's now 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 an associate pastor, and I'm also the vicar for priests. I, I know what busy is, and I've been in parishes in which uh, there's a parish, and then you had the mission. And it might be in the same town, might be in the next in the next county, um, but don't think of it as one more thing to do. Rather that to make ourselves available to let people be healed of the burden of sin, mm-hmm. their shame, yeah. uh, their guilt. And uh, it is worth it to set aside maybe that hour on a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. It is, uh, it is worth it uh, maybe to get there a bit early uh, to that parish mission, uh, if possible. That's not always possible. Uh, or to make yourself available, if it's even for, for 15, 20 minutes before mm-hmm. Mass yeah. begins. 
because if it's if, if confessions in a parish are only being uh, taking place for that you know three thirty on on Saturday afternoon no other time, we can send the wrong message, and that message is going to confession is really not that important. Yeah, because it was if it was more important, then we'd have more times for it. Now I know that can be a challenge to uh, to my brother priest. It was a challenge to me when I began to bring that uh, to do that, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Father, this is my this is my big question. Okay, because this is the thing that I struggle with the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. Um, there came a point in my spiritual life where I really stopped committing mortal sins, as a general rule. Not you know I, mm-hmm. I'm not it's not like I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect or that right. I'm very holy, mm-hmm. but. I'll, you know, previously in my life, before this, I knew exactly when and why I needed to go to confession. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there was really a time where I thought, I'm good. I'm like, I really, I really right. thought I was holy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you stopped mortally sinning. I, I quit, mo- qu- mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I quit offending God to the point where mm-hmm. my soul was in jeopardy. All of a sudden, now I'm holy because I quit mm-hmm. doing that. But <laughs> it was very difficult. I didn't know when or why I needed to go to confession. You know, confessions mm-hmm. for mortal sins. I can be healed of my venial sins by receiving communion, by mm-hmm. praying. I mean, there's really receiving almost any sacrament. Right, um, correct. So how, what should someone do who's who making, you know, in that stage of their life, how, what should their confession look like? Okay. Well, first of all, if we're putting it at that stage in life, then, then praise God. Praise God. Because we're not going to make any advancement in the spiritual life uh, without uh, ceasing a serious sin. Yeah. That's the first thing, the, you know, the first thing to, to work on and to hopefully overcome. Now you get to the point where serious sin is less of an issue, but then it doesn't mean that, well, we're, we're home free. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it, 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 it often then um, becomes a, a thing a person might be, not so much generalities, but but saying what are the, the, the little things that uh, are present that may not rise to the matter of a, of a mortal sin, uh, praise God, but what is it that God's grace needs to touch? What is it that needs to be healed? What is it also needs to come to light? Because we may not be uh, as clear as we think we are. Going back to that idea that, that, you know, oh, 20 years later we realize, oh, my practice back then was a mortal sin, yeah, and so so is it thing that what what is it in, in, in life needs to be be touched by mercy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, kind of a generalization by that, and it could be different things for for, for each, each penitent, uh, whether it's about their uh, how do they uh, how aware are they of the Lord's presence each day, do they see themselves uh, the role of the family, particularly for men, I mean being the Catholic man shows like mm-hmm. you know, I have to say you know the pre- predominantly the number of people who come to confession regularly are women and children. That's my my experience, and so how do we see as men what we need to do as men as men of faith to grow in faith, and that's regularly to be touched by God's grace, the continuing forming of our hearts, the transformation of our hearts, uh, our ongoing conversion. And what are those regular venial sins you're committing? Exactly. Yeah. To, 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 Confess to, those. To, to look at those. So you can gain ground exactly. in the battle. Yeah. Father, I have a few more questions. Can, sure we, can we stick around for sure. a little bit? Yeah, so Absolutely. we're, we're okay. going to do a lot more. Go to Facebook to hear the rest. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers to Jesus. So. We need to talk about like the stuff you have here in bold that yeah. we didn't talk about any right. of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask that question though. No, I mean, well, no, that no, actually, that's an excellent question. Yeah. That was actually one of the ones that I Was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. That was one that I I do want to talk mm-hmm. about. So, okay, let's just keep going if that's okay. Yeah. Juan, sure. will you just keep, uh, every, everything's still, still rolling? Reco- yeah, he's still recording. Okay, good. I stopped and then And then restarted? Mucho bueno.
<laughs> it tastes so good. Uh, okay, so so I didn't even get to the question I I, I teased at, at, after the third break was you know can confession be heard over the phone or mm-hmm. over Skype? Mm-hmm. And what I think I know the answer to this question. No, no. But FaceTime is okay. <laughs> Hashtag Apple. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve Jobs. Right. So it must be, it, it, what's, good, what's good for Apple is good for America, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and, what's, and what's good for America for is good for, for Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Because he was American. That's yeah. right, yes. It didn't work out very well with Adam and Eve. That's why they killed him, because he was in the Middle East. Yeah. That's right. They don't like Americans right. over there. Everybody knows that. That's right. Uh, so, but the answer is no. Absolutely not. Okay, and and the reason why would be because it's a uh, well. Why? Yeah. Why not? It's, it's a it's a thing that you are. There's already a screen between you. Why not? A, why not a see, like an Apple screen? The main thing is, is that, that you're there's something about the human aspect yeah. of this mm-hmm. that you there's a human connection even behind you give people the option behind the screen which is fine, uh, but just do it over the phone. Uh, that's that's taking that there's that that distancing you're being distant from the the means from, not only from the priest but also the priest from the penitent right uh, over the phone you can't exactly tell okay is a person really con- contrite mm-hmm. uh, you cannot tell and also you know technology is great when it works and also also you know, things in confessions like yeah things how secure is yeah, and this is one of those things where I feel like the church is so it's like clearly is guided by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because I think maybe when the telephone was invented, mm-hmm. why couldn't you hear it? Like they don't really know. Like, look, we're just not doing it that way. That's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And now, thank praise God, mm-hmm. that's what they decided mm-hmm. because. Not only is it maybe not secure, someone could hear what you're saying, but also how do you know over the phone that you're really talking to the person exactly. that is that is claiming to be on the other line? Even if you see a video, mm-hmm. I mean, go look it up. It, you can find videos of what looks like uh, Nancy Pelosi being drunk, or oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have and somebody the yeah, it, it, it looks right. it looks real. Yeah. It mm-hmm. looks exactly real. Exactly. Uh, so these days. Mm-hmm looking back it's like wow i'm really glad the church made that decision mm-hmm. because there could be a lot of problems yeah it's, it's just one of the things that that you, uh, that you just don't want to go yeah you yeah. don't want to open up that box mm-hmm. because there could be all sorts of unintended consequences that just because it's being done like the idea of skype or phone it's uh it's a thing of convenience yeah mm-hmm. instead of well, there needs to be that human encounter yeah also sacraments should be pl- taking place in the church exactly not at if, the home, I mean, like, you know, obviously there's some sacraments that, mm-hmm. like anointing of the sick, mm-hmm. doesn't really take place in the church as much. It does sometimes, it does but sometimes, yeah, but not as much. Yeah, and also the because the priest can hear confessions anywhere, uh, as uh, according right. to, uh, to necessity. But yeah. it is that thing that 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 human touch that that we don't we don't do any other. What other sacrament would you try to do by long distance? Right. I had mm. I I had a, a priest hear my confession outside of a bar in Tulsa. Really, that was probably the craziest place that I ever had confession take place. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. You're by yourself mm-hmm. on an island. Mm-hmm. You commit a sin of impurity mm-hmm. with yourself, mm-hmm. mortal sin. You know mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You have no hope of being rescued. 
Mm-hmm. No access to confession. Mm-hmm. Can what do you do? And how how uh, how assured of your forgiveness can you be mm-hmm. in that situation? In a situation like that, hypothetical, uh, hypothetical, be, is that to make as best as one a perfect act of contrition mm-hmm. and rely on the Lord's love and mercy. Yeah, and I think it's a thing that which it's it's not a matter about about the rules. Mm-hmm. It's a matter about the Lord's love for us. Right, and there may be be a case in which a priest was not able to hear confession for, for whatever reason, then the person should make that act of contrition as much as, as perfectly as possible. And also, uh, you have uh, other situations that you have uh, somebody who is, say, they're caring for their elderly parent or their grandparent, and don't call the priest when it's about 10 minutes before grandpa's going to take his last breath. They go hear his confession and they give them the, the final sacraments and all that, because the priest may not get there. You need at least an hour. Yes, at, least at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to, and to, and to uh, the, the idea of not, not, to, not to put it off, or, 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 but, but to um, give that opportunity for God's grace mm-hmm. to be yeah. present in, in that. Because it, it is a sacrament of, of, of mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mer- mercy, I heard this... Uh, def- uh, Defined by Father James Shea, who is the the president of, uh, uh, I think St. Mary University of North Dakota, he did a parish mission was at the at the Madeline a few years ago. He said, "God's uh, mercy is when God's love is poured out upon our misery, mm. and there is mercy." I like that. He gave, like he gave that. A, parish, it was a parish mission for the the theme of the year of mercy, mm. and so that uh, a person can make that at best they can the act of contrition or that or the, the, uh, that they can uh, knowing that de- if death is imminent uh, if there's not a priest present because that does that, that that does happen but but one should not presume there's going to be a priest available yeah. to hear right. your confession so, you, in that, that well. so in that situation on the island you couldn't when you go to confession you not only can you you're required to know Mm-hmm. That your sins have been forgiven. Exactly. You should not confess them again. Right. Be out of a thought of, I'm not sure that they're confessed because now you're actually committing a new sin by doubting God's mercy. But in yeah. the on the island, you you don't have that. Assurance. It's not like oh, baptism for instance. I'm not baptized, but I want to be baptized. I can actually know that I have yeah. received baptism simply by my desire. Yeah, the baptism of desire. But just a desire to go to confession does not actually grant that same level of forgiveness however mm-hmm. god is god, god is, is merciful. merciful and so we, merciful. we 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 can trust and we can trust god i right. mean like i feel like if, if there's anybody we can trust yeah it's it's him it's 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 a bit like this that that uh and have this happen on a, on a routine basis you're, you're called to someone's bedside uh someone who's near death or of course now we have palliative care hospice care uh we have a lot better idea of when that's going to take place you get there and the person is is uh not able to, to speak. They're not able to do, go to confession. Yeah. Uh, so you go on the idea, you, the priest should still give them the apostolic blessing. Does that, is that like, boom? Yeah, it is like the, the ultimate. It's, like, pardon is, it's it, like the nuclear bomb. It is like the of, ultimate get out of jail card free. That's what I want. I want it so bad. <laughs> you should pray to St. Joseph for a good death. Well, also I, also leave, leaving your instructions about your your, your care, whoever you're, you're going to be, your, your medical proxy. It's like, do you want to be you know, or, or, you know, the abstract part. Well, well, any kind of hooked up to any machine, uh, artificial life support. My, I've told people, yes, 
keep me alive until a priest comes to give me the apostolic blessing. Yeah. And, 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 and the anointing, and then you can turn everything off. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, I, yeah. Once I get it. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So, but, but also the, the idea that we do that, even though the person is not able to go to confession. Yeah. Or, we, we, we go on the idea that if they had the opportunity to go to confession and have that act of contrition, that they would. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, right. there's, there's, there's a story, I've been a history geek, and I bring a history geek uh, story into this. Uh, general William Sherman, the, the Civil War general, actually, well, people don't know this, he was a Catholic. Huh. He was uh, orphaned um, uh, as, as, as a child, like eight, nine years old, and mm. he and his brother wow. were adopted by a, a Catholic family and and uh, actually, Sh- William was not Sherman's name. His name after the, the uh, war chief, uh, uh, Native American war chief uh, Tecumseh, whom, whom his mm-hmm. dad had marred. Well, the Ewing family adopted him, and they were very devout Catholic, especially the women. And they they said, "Okay, we're baptizing this guy." So they brought the priest in, and the priest said, "Sorry, we're not baptizing somebody with the name of Tecumseh." So he's given the name of William on the spot, and they called him. His nickname was was Crump. Well, Sherman was not exactly a pious Catholic. His wife was, but uh, he actually did have not much use for organized religion at all. However, one of his sons became a priest later <laughs> on. Well, then when he's dying, uh, I think in the 1890s in New York, uh, this is why one, one of our priest historians, Father James White, put it in one of his book, a little footnote. He said, when the general was sufficiently comatose, <laughs> his children summoned a priest to give him extreme unction. <laughs> Nice. And so he yeah. was buried out of there. He was buried. Should at, we call the priest? No, no. He's still conscious. Yeah, I would yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. Would. You know what? If you don't want to come here now, you know, let's gra- put gra- it off. Yeah, gra- <laughs> Grandpa's going to throw it out of the room. You know. So, but, but, but. So, and actually, Sherman's funeral was at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Oh, oh wow. He's buried in St. Louis. And so, but the but the idea that that we we go on the idea that well, would the person have gone to confession mm-hmm. if they had the chance? So we yeah. go. So we give them the benefit of the doubt because God is merciful. Right. It kind of reminds me of St. Faustina in her diary. She Mm -hmm. talks about towards the end of her life, she's at a hospital Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's like super mystic. She's like the super, super powers, wazoo, Mm -hmm. like basically (laughs) like she just knows all kinds of stuff. So I don't remember how she knew, but the lady in the, in the room next to her was, was a Jewish woman Mm -hmm. and she'd been, she prayed and basically anytime she prayed for anything, God gave it to her. I mean, like. That's just how mm-hmm. pure and awesome St. Faustina was. Mm-hmm. She said, let me baptize her. Mm-hmm. And so God arranged it so that all the nurses left, and she walked over there when no one was looking, baptized this unconscious Jewish woman, mm-hmm. and then she died like 20 minutes later or mm-hmm. something. And then she's back in her room, and the Jewish woman appears to St. Faustina. It's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she was very happy to yes. have been baptized you know, yes. at that moment. But mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of, I don't know why that reminded me, but yeah. it did. Okay. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with confession. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get back. To, here's a question that I okay. have for you. Sure. If I commit a mortal sin, how would you advise somebody if they said I, they've committed a mortal sin, they have not had the opportunity to go to confession yet? Mm-hmm. Maybe confession is two weeks away. Mm-hmm. I know that when I have committed a mortal sin, it's very hard for me to want to pray oh, uh I, I don't feel like that i'm mm-hmm. you know my prayers are efficacious i don't feel like obviously they're not i mean i'm, no, I'm, well, I'm yeah, not the, in the state of grace yeah, they're not right. yeah. actually right. but i don't i feel like that i don't i'm not worthy of even mm-hmm. going to god at all because mm-hmm. of, of this mortal sin. how would you advise mm-hmm. me at, at that point at that point okay. well, yeah actually, and does he hear your prayers when okay. you're you know well i mean you in that kind of a state you a person is feeling the effects of sin mm-hmm 
and and that the the uh, the burden of of the shame, if they if they realize uh, what's going on, if they, if they realize what what state their soul is, is in, and you know again the enemy I think is trying to 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 cast cast out the, cast out upon us the, the seeds of, of fear suspicion mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and such, and it's like well your your prayers don't count. Well, at least we can pray that Lord, let me have sorrow for my sin, Lord. Bring me to bring me over this, Lord. Let me be able to make a good confession as soon as possible. Now, right? Does, does mortal sin block things? Does inhibit things? Yes. And one of the times when people will, will talk to me about about they're having spiritual difficulties, one of the things I might ask them is like, "Well, when was the last time you went to confession?" And because uh, if there if it's been a long time, then it's like, "Well, obviously they're saying that particular mortal sin that is a that is a, a hindrance." Doesn't mean that God has turned. The, God never turns God's back on us. His back on us is rather we're turning our back on God. Right. And so, so God's love and mercy being, is being offered to us. So don't stop praying, but also realize that once you take take part in the sacrament, once this this burden of the sin is lifted, then you're going to see that that difference. Because mm-hmm. it's also because if you stop praying, then that can lead us into despair, mm-hmm. which is yeah. exactly what the enemy yeah. wants. The enemy wants us to be isolated, alone. And vulnerable. That's one of, the, one of the most vulnerable. So we should not stop praying. But particularly, if a person is, is struggling by going to confession, at least praying, Lord, give me the give, give me the will to be able to, to walk through that door to go to yeah, confession. That, that, that's something that I, I typically I pray a lot is like, Lord, give me the opportunity to, to go to confession and give me the courage to go through that to walk through the door. Right. Because there's a lot of times, uh, I, most guys probably don't can't relate to this but you know i've walked in and it's like oh no i know i'm going to catch father right as he's walking into the confession i don't want him knowing that it's me uh you know so i'm like mm-hmm. maybe i can hold off for just a minute and wait until he gets in there and then i can get in there and i can maybe change my voice a little bit and you know maybe he won't know that it is bless me, me father for i have seen <laughs> yeah. you know it, it, because you know there is this uh this, this obviously the shame of, of mm-hmm. sin and i i agree i think that the, the devil does like want to make you think that you're not courageous and you know mm-hmm. you're not worthy of this of this right. mercy that God that mm-hmm. God is pour, constantly pouring out for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Um you know so you just advise just go. Yeah, go. Get there. Yeah. Go as as, as soon as possible. It's also you talk about the idea that the struggle with the shame for us priests because mm-hmm. we go to confession as well. Right. And that we have opportunities on retreat. We're having our diocesan re- priest retreat here in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, so we have priests that are available to hear our confessions, and usually during the day of sanctification, during Advent, and certainly before the Chrism Mass, we renew our, 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 our uh, promise of ordination. But you know, a priest as well should go to confession regularly. If you want to, I, I say to my brother priest, especially the, the, the newly ordained ones, if you want to become a good confessor, go to confession yourself regularly mm, that's, but, but that to me sounds like a true good advice it really is. obviously it, i don't know but it has the ring of, of it, truth because yeah. then you will understand about mercy and humility trust yeah, yeah. And, and the lord's mercy on us now in our diocese because we're we're small and but mighty small but mighty yeah but the idea that that uh, it's not like say if we were in a big urban archdiocese like a chicago or a new york or an la where there are literally hundreds of priests so you could go to a priest who you could go in by he doesn't know your priest yeah possibly mm-hmm. we're however in our diocese we all know one another yeah right and so there's no there, there, there's no hiding there's, behind there's no that. hiding behind that so it is for us i think particularly uh, as a, a small presbyterate that are trusting one another 
Mm-hmm. Now, also along with that, some of the things that, that has to do that that uh, for me as the vicar for priest, I should, unless in case of an emergency, I should not be hearing the confessions. I was just about to ask priest. you this question. The, the same, the same, yeah. same, same for a bishop. The same for the vicar general. The bishop shouldn't. I guess it makes sense it, too, it, yeah. unless unless it's in danger of death, yeah. because. Uh, a bishop or a vicar, a vicar for a general or a vicar for priest uh, may have to make decisions about that priest for whatever reason, and you don't want your judgment affected by what you've known in the confession. For the same reason, um, someone's got it's like on, on a parish staff mm-hmm. uh, should not go to confession to the pastor. That makes sense. Or or to say like say 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 uh, hypothetically say say a, 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 pre, a priest Sorry. is. Is is there and and some of the parish staff says, "Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. Um, I've been embezzling from the parish." Oh, that well, you, you talk you, you talk about conflict of interest, right? What am yeah. I supposed to not fire you now? Yeah, which yeah, you, that which yeah. you can't do. And yeah, so that's so, so you tell and also for pastors of, of parish schools. So they, they, right. they ideally their faculty should be going to confession to someone right. other than the pastor. This is the person who has the. The, the authority to hire and fire. Right. In fact, I think that part of the McCarrick scandal mm-hmm. was that these priests who were abusing children yes. and they were intentionally going to confession with the priests who could fire, who, who would could do something yes. about it. And that way, because they had gone to confession with them, now they can't because it's right. it's under the seal of confession. Right. I mean, that was... Right. Which also shows the, the deviousness, right. how, how de- uh, deceitful and also diabolical. Right, no doubt. Is, right, and so that's why it might seem like, oh, come on, you should be able to go to confession, you know, like to whoever. But no, there are actually real prudent reasons that the church has set up these rules exactly. from the beginning. Exactly. So, so that I have no comfort as, as the vicar for priest, uh, as long as I'm in that in that in that position, then it should be that the, and which is why we bring in priests from elsewhere, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like say for the retreat that we'll have, uh, we'll have the retreat director hearing confessions. Oh, so the, they're from a different diocese. Oh, it's from a different diocese. Okay, yeah, almost see. always from a different diocese. And we'll have uh, usually monks from the Abbey. We go usually go to Subiaco, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bennington Abbey in Arkansas. So we'll arrange at least for three priests their confessions. They're not of our diocese. So it gives a little bit more of the the freedom for that. So nice. So, but so there's not a, any kind of a conflict of interest. So, but for me, when I go to confession, it's usually it's, it, I have a, a regular confessor mm-hmm. that I go to, uh, just the same as I have a dentist that I go to. Okay. So I I'm glad I have a uh, yeah. doctor, the right same doctor I go to same mechanic. I mm-hmm. go take my truck to this, the same idea. That's I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause that, I have two more questions. I want to make sure okay. to get to before right. we, we get off any more track is right. one is the benefits of a regular confessor. Mm-hmm. And the other question that I have is, how can I, as a confessee, mm-hmm. help you help me? Okay. So, like, what can I do to make sure that I can help you help me mm-hmm. in the sacrament of, of penance? Sure. Regular confessor first. Okay. This is the same reason that we have a regular doctor. Uh, think of the, the priest in the confessional as a spiritual doctor. They bring out spiritual healing. So that, that he has an idea about the person. In, and, of course, things from out, he knows about the, about the person outside the confessional often, say, in, 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 within the parish or, um, or, or, or school or, or elsewhere. Then that gives him an insight of what the person might be struggling with or, or how that person can best overcome that spiritual struggle, how the best they can experience God's, God's healing and mercy. Um, so that that the primary reason, if if possible, to have the same confessor, yeah, and uh, this is same same with having the going to the same dentist, 
uh, the same idea. Obviously, right. what, what one is far more ultimately <laughs> infinitely greater, if, if infinitely more important. <laughs> as much as I like having yeah, my, my teeth, you could my, go to a new dentist every time, and nothing bad would happen that's at true. all. Yeah. Well, actually, since I've been in the uh, uh, at least in the Tulsa area, I'm on my third dentist. Really? Because one either retires or one then his replacement then goes becomes a, a medical missionary, uh, and then another one comes in. It's like, well, okay, well, all right, this is what you know, still, I, I still do. But, uh, but the idea that that you have that uh, the person who knows you, and also there's trust. Yeah, you build up trust with a regular confessor, um, and, and 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 also, and I should have said that before for for those who are listening, particularly lay people, if you've ever had a priest yell at you. Who has not been um, has not been the kind of priest that you needed in the confessional? Has acted more like he's a prosecuting attorney, and you're a hostile witness out of something like law and order. Uh, on behalf of that, I, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, it's for, uh, for pray for us. Pray for that whoever priest did that. I don't know why, but just that when that is happening, that because that can keep people away from the sacrament right. for for decades or or permanently. That's why we priests have to be careful about that. Be honest, but in uh, truthful, bring people the truth. But but always know that we're acting out of love. Um, so that's why it's good to have that that that, that level of trust that's built up over time with a regular yeah. confessor. Now the other question was about uh, how can I, how it, can I okay how can I help you help me? But yeah, but well, hang on because okay the regular confessor, you know, like mm-hmm. if if I if you're my regular confessor, mm-hmm. you know when I confess something, is this the first time? You know, is mm-hmm. this is this a one-off sin, right. or is this the is this the thing I confess every single time? Right. And so that right. allows you to maybe give me a different penance, you know, right. to be more effective in right in, in your pastoral care, in care for me as as one of your flock, you know. Right, and, and that's often when when going to confession, you talk about the idea about the the times before before Sunday Mass or. Um, you know, that may not be the best time to go to confession, and that if you wanted to have like more extended right. discussion with yeah. your regular confessor, because, well, you know, church is full of people at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to start things at nine o'clock and not, you know, and not late. But yeah. so th- there has to be some uh, some practicality with that. But if, it, if a regular confessor to go at a time which you might need more of that the discussion, uh, and for the confessor to help bring about that that healing. Because sometimes for a doctor's doc consultation. It, it can go on for a while. Mm-hmm. If you're just being processed through uh, at, at the doctor's office or optometrist or, or something like that, well, that's not particularly satisfying. Right. And it, it, there's not, maybe not be that level of trust. Yeah, and I mean, that is also the reason why people don't want to go to a regular confessor because yeah. like, oh, he's well, going to know, know I, I confessed he, this last time. Mm-hmm. But this is, not, I'm bringing up St. Faustina again. She's really one of my favorite saints. She might be like, she's top three for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about going to confession and her and her spiritual director and confessor believed that she never committed a mortal sin in mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. But she would talk about accusing her. That would be her language she would use. I would go and accuse yeah, myself, myself yes. in confession. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like, when I think about it that way, that really helps me mm-hmm. because I'm not there to justify myself, kind of like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to explain anything. Like I'm really there accusing myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I am my own accuser. Mm-hmm. I should be my own accuser for the, my own humility and for my right. own, you know, growth. And it's so like mm. we we need to get over this fear of like he's gonna know I did this last time because right. you know your sins are boring. They are so boring. 
<laughs> Often that's the case. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're so bored. I cannot even imagine how boring they are. Juan, did you want to say something? Yeah. So I follow up to that. Mm-hmm. So co- require confession. Here, Juan, you want to come say this over here? Sure. Because no one can hear you other than us. So you can you can come over here and. So uh, Juan Posada, everybody. Juan. Uh, the benefits of having the regular confessor, mm-hmm. you have all the trust and the good conversation, mm-hmm. but then there is also that uh, mentality of treating confession like spiritual direction. Yes. So can you guide us as like, where, oh, is, yes. the, where is that that line toward like, right. at this point you should maybe just find a spiritual director. Yeah, e- excellent question. Because sometimes people, uh, they want to go to confession and want to make it a, a spiritual direction Type uh, type setting, which is not that's not that's not what it's set for. Now, the spiritual director I go to is a priest in another another diocese, and not always, but often when I go see him, it includes going to confession. It's also somebody else who who knows me is also helping me in my in my in my, uh, in my spiritual journey in, my, in 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 my priesthood. So, if a person really wants to spend a lot of time and go into a lot of things, that's when you say, you know, this is really not the right f- format. What, what you're looking for, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what you're needing. Yeah. So I say, like, well, let's set a time, or may, maybe with me, maybe with someone else, that they, someone to walk them through, and also get into the, the time factor. Because I do have people come to me for spiritual direction, and it's usually anywhere from half an hour to an hour, something like that. It may or may not include going to confession. Uh, I give people the option if they want to have me as a confessor as well. If they want to go to someone else, that's that's perfectly fine. And some of the directees choose that, so some do not. Um, but you, you you do go into usually a spiritual direction type thing is that that's you go into you have a lot more time and it's you, conversation it's, it's more conversation yeah um, and also that it's, it's it's also not it's not held under the seal of the confessional mm-hmm. in the same way as going to sacramental confession would right be. Um, but it's still private I mean it's still it's still private so the, the idea of confidentiality. Uh, However, there, if, but, if you discuss that you committed a crime, right. you would there, be more there, of there, under there, an obligation. There was to, a crime, say, right. say, yeah. or say, or they were going to say they're going to harm themselves or someone else, and that's then you then would you, do something you, about yeah, it. You got to take yeah. action on that. So, so, but, but the idea that you you also have uh, that ongoing uh, building a relationship of trust, the spiritual yeah. director that may also that person may also if it's a priest may also be uh, be a confessor. Mm-hmm. So then, also then, that that can be an added benefit, and that that confessor also knows very well what you're struggling with. And finding a good spiritual director is like it's we could do, we should do a totally we should do a topic on we should do a show on that. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know that we have more and more of our priests are getting training in doing spiritual direction. Yeah, because understanding the spiritual life is not. Not e- it's not something. It's not, it's not just like oh, they don't. It's not something that you can necessarily teach in seminary. You can no. teach a lot about it, but right. you kind of have to go through it. You right. know. Right. Okay. This is this last question. I think this is a really big question. Mm-hmm. So, how can we, as the confes- oh. conf- confessee, help you help us? Right. Yes, I say that. How is kind of penitent help help the right help the priest? I think one some of the practical things like we you know, talked about before. Confess your sins. Not everybody right. else's. Okay, that'd be one. And also realize, say, if it's if it's something that's let's say on a Sunday morning before mass, and there are five people behind you, you know, mm-hmm. realize there are five people who want to go to confession just as much as you. So some practical things, but but also um, bring a little bit if, there, if, the, if time allows some context in, into one's life, saying like, you know, forgive me, Father, I've sinned. Uh, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm married with 
three children. Good. I'm glad yeah, you said that. That, that sort of thing. Or forgive me, Father. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm a widower. So give your state in life. Your state, give your state in life a little bit, a little bit more. You don't have to tell the whole backstory. No, yeah, I, I don't need to. You don't know. have to say my husband died in '94 from brain cancer. You know, you right. don't have to say right. you're I, a I widow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't need the whole. I don't need all, all the details, but some kind of state. However, if your husband just died, that right. might be good to mm-hmm. know. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you kind of have have that idea of where where are they at this point in life? Where are they in the point of their. Um, uh, their, their life in Christ. Yeah. If it's just something like, well, you know, that this is my second confession, or that it's like this is my first. Am I even an adult? It's like, this is my first confession. I was baptized at Easter. Good to so, know. And so, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good for the priest to know that. Or even if you just are new, you know, like right. I, no, no matter how many confessions it is, I just came in last Easter or right. something. Yeah. That that sort of thing. That that is very helpful to to the priest. The state in life and also the state state. Uh, uh, where per- person is in, in in their faith, or how long you've been? Maybe like I just got married. Mm-hmm. You know what? What mm-hmm. are the important things about? Right. If anything has changed recently, I mean, is that I'm I'm just kind of yeah. sp- I'm okay. spitballing here. No, really. It, it, that's what I say. It's like you know, uh, it's a young couple. This is our first child. They have somebody put in the context of what's what's going on, particularly how that child might is changing the dynamics. Yeah, between sure. husband and wife. Uh, I will tell you, I might, I might feel like if I said, "Oh, I have three young children," mm-hmm. like I'm starting off my confession this way already with excuses. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just so you know, I've got three young kids, so I have an excuse for being really frustrated all the time. You know, like, right. or, or it could be. But some... it still is important for you as right. the confessor to know right. that. Just don't do it as an excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse. You don't have an excuse for your sins. Right. You you sinned. You messed up. It, it also help, help, helps the priest understand, like calling people back to their vocation, mm-hmm. yeah, right. to their vocation as as, as of marriage, parenthood, yeah. and also in that it, for people older than themselves that they're in a situation which they might be raising young children or children that might still be at home, and they're trying to care for a parent who is in failing health. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to. Juggle both, juggle yeah. both, and that's a good thing to know as well. And sometimes that might come up in the in the confession, saying like that I'm having a difficulty dealing with my uh, with, with my dad because he's becoming infirm and there's signs of dementia, and I've yeah. got my 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 I have a 16 year old daughter, and they're all whatever issues there might be. I'm just kind of throwing that as, as my hypothetical. Mm-hmm. So it's good for the priest to know that as well. So kind of be able to do an an assessment, just like when you, you go to the doctor and it's like, well, you know, does it hurt when you do that? You know, type right. things like, okay, well, you know, don't do that. But it's sort of, sort of a bit of analogy. But but you're, you're telling the doctor, okay, unless it's, unless it's your, your annual physical, why are you here? Why did you come to the doctor? He's like, well, okay, I've got a cough that won't stop. Mm-hmm. Or I've got this pain in my back that won't stop. Or I'm having, you know, this and that. You know, the doctor needs to know that so that the doctor can good, do a good assessment yeah. to get us well. And if you have a pain in your back, he needs to know whether or not you work construction. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah does being the back happen when you were doing this? He needs to know a little bit about your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or say say something like with um, kidney stones. Mm-hmm. And you describe it might be, well, have you had this before? Yeah. Or not? Is this the first time, or is this like your fifth kidney stone? Right. Uh, type thing. So, that the, again, that allows the doctor to, in, in, to, to help 
do an assessment and able to help the, help yeah. the patient to become well. Okay, so I do think we have to ask one more question because okay. it was the most popular thing here oh, on okay. our, our, our comments. Sure. Okay. Was about, what about scrupulosity? Because yes. scrupulosity is kind of the exception and almost the opposite to it's a lot the of the advice we've given tonight right. about like, oh, if you're not sure if it's a mortal sin or not, just go. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what about if you're a scrupulous person? Yeah, well, that, that, that too can be a sin. Uh, St. Alphonse Liguori talks about how about scrupulosity can... So it, go and confess your scrupulosity <laughs> every five minutes. <laughs> well, you might wind up with a penance from a priest saying, okay, your penance is a thousand rosaries. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back until you're done. Yeah, you can't come back until you're done. That might be your penance, you know. It's something, you know the the you know, priest might get creative about yeah. all that stuff. But yeah, Alphonse Liguori talks about that, about... Uh, and that's one thing about the Brother Confession, that, that a good confessor can have good insights into what is the person that's being challenged. And, and scrupulosity can be a thing that we can begin to see, as Liguori put it, we begin to, to see sin where there was actually no sin. And it's also, he's, it's, it's, it's a trick of, uh, of the devil, uh, trying to convince us that we've committed a sin when actually we, we didn't. So a person has to be careful about being overly scrupulous. You want to be thorough. You, uh, you don't want to rationalize anything. At the same time, you don't want to be coming back with things that you don't want to be, be convinced that something is a sin that yeah, as, is not actually a sin and that people can be overly scrupulous and it becomes a hindrance in their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there, if you're a scrupulous person, you need a spiritual director. Yes. The kind you, of, oh yeah. Overcomes like, like, is this really, <clears throat> is, let's, let, let's, let's take a look at You that. need to find one and you need to follow their advice because they might tell you, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but if you're scrupulous, they might say you are not allowed to go to confession, you know, for whatever. I mean, unless unless this or this or this. I don't know what they're going to say. I'm not. Right. I'm yeah. the you're opposite. Making some bold- I'm the opposite of scrupulous. Okay, <laughs> that's not me. Right. But but they they'll they'll tell you what you need to do, and you need to listen to them. Right. Not don't listen to me, but listen but, to them. Also, about spiritual direction, a good spiritual director does not necessarily have to be a priest. It could be a deacon. Right. It could be. It could be religious. It could be. It could be a, a, a good holy layperson. Lay, lay mm-hmm. Somebody that can be a spiritual guide to walk with you. So it doesn't right. necessarily have to be a priest. As long as they know the spiritual life, right? Yeah, yeah and also that they are they are themselves seeking for holiness. Mm-hmm. So I want to give There's, a I want to give a shout out to my oh. brother in law. Okay. Because uh, the last episode we talked about what would be a good gift for your priest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh Okay, yes. and I think that this could be a good gift for your priest. My brother in law. Father Sean O'Brien, um, recently published a book by St. Alphonsus Liguori. Um, he's, he's publishing it only because no one had translated this book into English, and he found somebody who did it in the 70s, but they couldn't get it published, and now with the magic of Amazon and mm-hmm. self-publishing, he just published it himself, okay? So it's a book, the book is called Guide for Confessors by St. Alphonsus Liguori, and it's one of the key works that he wrote that was instrumental in him becoming in him getting named as a doctor of the church mm-hmm. it is five dollars and 82 cents on lulu so, so. just google it mm-hmm. guide for confessors mm-hmm. sean o'brien and this would be a great gift for a priest because I, th- I think priests they have a lot of books i guarantee you your priest doesn't have this book unless yeah. well, unless he bought it within the last like Two months. Well, your brother-in-law probably has a copy. My brother-in-law, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sean, Father Sean, he has a copy, and he's given it out to a couple, but other people. But like for the rest of you guys, your priest doesn't have this book. It'd be a great gift because Saint Alphonsus is he's he's the man. That's right. Like now, Catholic trivia for five hundred. Do you know what his his profession was before he became a priest? No, he was a lawyer. 
That's what I was going to He was a civil lawyer. That makes so much sense. Of course he was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I have three things that uh, okay. a, a priest told me, mm -hmm. uh, advice f uh, regarding confession. I want to get your thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, when you go to confession, mm -hmm. name the most grievous first. Yes. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't, don't like hold off on your mortal sins and, and yeah. push off. A I like a warm up sin myself, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like that, because you don't want to give yourself an opportunity to not confess that, uh, that, that, mm -hmm. you know, if there's been times, at least in confession where I've been like, I've done this, I've done this and they go, okay. Uh, and they start doing the absolution. You have, Oh wait, I'm not even, I'm not done yet. You know? Yeah. So you yeah. want to make sure that you do the most grievous sin, the most mortal sin first. Yes. Okay. Second one is, is start at the top, start, yeah. start at the top, work your way down. Second one is, is say an act of contrition every day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That helps, you know, uh, continually. Yeah. It's kind of like the examination of conscience, making yeah. sure you do it every day. Right. The, uh, and maybe you should do the examination first and, and then, then. <laughs> and then say the act of contrition. Yes. yes. I think that makes sense. Yes. And then make sure you take your family to confession once a month. Yes. I think that they did not. And, and you know, personally, I go to confession about once a month. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether I need it or not. Put it that way. Okay, <laughs> let me ask idea. you this. Okay, because we always need God's grace, but whether whether, whether that is part of my spiritual practice to go to confession on a regular. Let basis. me ask you this: You go to confession strictly in order to obtain an indulgence. Mm -hmm. Like, what if you really like? I really just don't know what to tell you, and mm -hmm. it's it's not because I don't want to make a good confession. I just am bad at examining my like. Mm -hmm. What if? This is because this is me. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at doing an examination of conscious conscience at the end of the day. The I'm the worst. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's my like. If I were to go to confession for one thing, it would be that I I'm just bad at this. Mm -hmm. That's my sin. Mm -hmm. um, so many so then you go to confession, and it's like I really just don't even know what to tell mm -hmm. you. I would love. It's like I, I'm tempted almost to go commit some sins. <laughs> Just so that I can come in here and tell you some yeah, sins, you know what I mean? Yes, like yes. it's not a like I'm just trying to hide anything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what if you're going to confession because you want to receive? Like, look, it's been thirty days, and mm -hmm. I want to keep this whole indulgence train right. rolling, right? Because I know I need, right? I know I suck, yeah. but I just don't know what to say to you right yeah. now. Or they, 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 or maybe we have like the the relics of. Of a saint, well, yeah, exactly. Like we had right, a, like we, we, we had, I want to uh, get as close to plenary as I can. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Now, first of all, let me go back and say the whole thing. I was making a joke about going to confession every month, whether you're or not. Whether you need a joke. I know. So before, I know you before are, I get, before I get lit time. up on the comments, you know, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, but but by going going to your uh, your question that that a person I think could, could make a general confession. If there was anything specific yeah. because it is good with the, with the indulgence and the indulgence are good and you know whether it's the, the uh, rel having the relics of a saint like like we had uh, Maria Goretti I know that that's relics of Padre Pio Saint Padre Pio down in yeah. Oklahoma City that sort of thing we've had uh, uh, Saint Damien of Malachi there one time his relic, uh, relics came so yeah to, to, to for that indulgence or also the people who they, they keep the the first Saturday devotion. Mm -hmm. And part part of the, the the first Saturday devotion. Yeah, worst day to go to confession because yeah. everybody's there. Well, we, we well, well we get a little bit. Yeah, you know, I can always tell first Saturday. It's like yeah, I'm going to be. You better show up early. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I better show up on time. You know, and then and and uh, that that sort of thing. But uh, but there's not something specific. A person could always make a general confession. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would think that that, that way. So that it, because it, we're always receiving that sacramental grace of mercy mm -hmm. when we're we're going with when we do have the the, the, the contrition. When we're doing it with, with with a sincere heart, 
Uh, so whether we have that something specific or not. Yeah. And that does sometimes that people just make a general confession. Or sometimes that may be the case of a person who is an adult coming in, uh, coming into the church that uh, and they've got like you know, 30, 40, you know, 50 years or something like, well, how detailed, you know, and sometimes with that conversation. Yeah, kind of number really for the th- yeah, last 30 years. Yeah, you know exactly want to say, I, th- I think, in, I think in, in Stillwater, Father Brian O'Brien, they had somebody who was 90 years old who was received into the church this last week. So you don't exactly, okay, I don't need, as a, conf- as a confessor, I said, I don't need to know all the details, but, you know, hit the high points. Right. Mm-hmm. Hit the high points, and then maybe that thing's more of a general confession. And then as a person, maybe as they become accustomed to that, uh, as, as a new Catholic, uh, going to confession regularly, then they be, uh, they're overcoming also their hesitation, their their fear of it, uh, that they've been able to, to to make it more and more part of their, their, their regular spiritual practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I just think that there's, obviously the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, mm-hmm. but in the confessional, you are receiving, like, the full blunt force of the cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like all the power, baby. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing is being held back here. Mm-hmm. You separated yourself from the love of God, mm-hmm. and now here he is, like, spanning the eternal abyss. Right. In order, reaching down to you from forever, mm-hmm. and and rescuing you. Oh, absolutely! And, it, I mean, yeah. it's just like totally incredible. It it it's like the most powerful. I I, I don't know if there's an order hierarchy of power mm-hmm. within the sacraments. Mm-hmm. The apostolic pardon is pretty sweet. Yes, you know, like but can, confession. I, I I've heard exorcists say that demons hate confession even more than they hate the rite of exorcism. Yeah. Because it's an actual sacrament. Because the blood of Christ is like poured out upon right. you. You know, you know, it's right. like it's pretty sweet. You should. We should be doing it more often. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, and that's why the idea of having us priests make ourselves more available so yeah. that can happen. Also, keep in mind the first thing the risen Christ does in the Gospel of John when he appears, when he walks through the door yeah. in the upper room. Can't wait to do that. Personally. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Is that after he bestows the gift of peace? Upon, he gives them. He gives the apostles the authority to forgive sin. Mm-hmm. He he entrusts that to them. Right. Which remember in uh, one of the big the big uh, uh, things with with the Pharisees throughout the Gospels is that how they continue to point out is Jesus is forgiving sin. Only God can give sin. And the Pharisees are correct. It's like if you're not God doing this, it's blasphemy. Mm-hmm. So it's like there are two options: either Jesus is a blasphemer, or Jesus is the incarnate Son of God. Right. And he gives that authority to forgive sins. The resurrected Christ, the first thing he does is to give that authority to his church mm-hmm. so that God's grace will prevail. Otherwise, sin and death will have the last word, which would be an affront to God. Right. So if you're still listening, if you're one of the like 19 people still listening, and you haven't been to confession in a while, go. I'd yeah, like to personally go. invite you to go to confession because Jesus is waiting for you, mm-hmm. and he loves you, and he wants to forgive mm-hmm. you. He's the best. I'm the second best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> and also, it's also you know, I say this as a, as a priest of 26 years, it's like, there's not much I haven't heard. Right. And, and, That's and, what we meant when your sins are so boring. Like, Yeah, and, and it's, it's a thing. It's like, it, it's, uh, particularly if it's somebody has, uh, they might say, how long has been, you know, when's the last year confession? They might say, well, and they have to think. Yeah, and kind of. Some of us have a little bit of jokes like, "Well, we heard a lot of whale confessions today." <laughs> <laughs> that, 
well, well, that could be in Oklahoma. That we have, you know, kind of, but it, but it doesn't matter how long people can't remember. It's like God's mercy that again, the Holy Spirit has brought them to that moment, and so we rejoice. And I, I tell people, particularly if they are being received into the church as adults, and they got to make their first confession. Yeah. And I made my first confession. I was not raised Catholic. You can go back to this before. I don't. I made my first confession a week before my twenty-first birthday. So. So there's some, yeah, some. You things. probably had some stuff to yeah, say. Yeah, I had yeah. some stuff. I had some stuff to say. You're like me. Was, you had stuff to I, say. I was, I wasn't seven years old, and it was just beginning to grasp the, you know, the whole abstract concept between right and wrong. So, so, but it was the. So I, try, I, I always try to be re- respectful of that, and I, was, yeah. and I tell people that similar situation as, as a penitent. I was like, look, I'm not going to feel. I'm not going to think any worse of you, because what you're going to tell me the confessional. He's like, we're celebrating God's love and mercy that you are re- repenting of the sin and your be- heart is being touched and transformed by grace. And so that's something, and it's helpful to remind people because they will be quite nervous about, uh, uh, often about that. There's a story about the late Father Bob Schlitt. Uh, from, he was there in Stillwater for many years, also at TU, and he was the priest who brought me into the church. He's also responsible for numerous priest vocations throughout this diocese and elsewhere. That when he died unexpectedly, uh, he had the, almost the classic priest death. He didn't die at the altar on Sunday, Mass, but he was getting ready for Mass on Sunday. He was praying his morning prayer when he had probably a massive stroke or a heart attack and died in the rectory at St. Francis Xavier. The, the, the former, not, not the new church, but the former church yeah. that is now the, the Catholic Church's facility. And uh, he, Father Bob had the habit that he was like an open-door policy back in the you know, 70s and 80s. Uh, any guy wanted to go to confession, the director, he's like, come on in. And sat in the rectory, and he, there was there was a lazy boy. Now today we would, you know, we would not be probably doing something like this, but there was a lazy boy chair in the rectory, and there was a lot of us men when we were in college. We went to confession sitting in that chair, and there was, there was getting ready for the funeral, and all these people came from all over. And there's some, some people who who knew me from back then, and they said, uh, "Okay, what happened to the chair?" I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "We know that f- we called him FB, Father Bob." <laughs> We, we, knew, we know that Father Bob would never break the seal of the confessional. The chair, we're not so certain about. <laughs> it's we like, got, we, want, we, we got to make sure we get that chair. We're going we to burn that chair. <laughs> yeah. That chair knows it's far not, too much about far too many of us when we were young. Look, we need so, to burn the chair. Okay. <laughs> we got to, they, they, they literally, one guy said, he was joking around. He's like, where's the chair? It's like, that's a, and as he says, because we knew Father, he was also wonderful at promoting. In addition to vocations, he was also wonderful at promoting confessions. Okay, so can you? I'm going to be honest. There have been times where I've been to confession, and it's like, all right, for your penance, I'd like you to pray one Hail Mary. And it's like, look, I need more than that. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if you heard what I said, but I think, I think I need more. That can you ask? Is it insulting to like ask for a? Like a great, like a more severe penance because I've never done it. I've heard people say that you can do it, but I feel like, oh, I, that's kind of a scrupulous thing to do. You know, like I want to be obedient and mm-hmm. you know, like out of obedience, mm-hmm. just do what I'm told. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, like, I would prefer to, like, like I, I want, I want all the grace I can get. Right. And I know I'm not earning it by like working hard, but I would like to, you know, discipline myself. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that, that, there's something to that. It's part of the, 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 the spiritual discipline, and also the idea that you are doing a penance. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, you know, in the early church, a penance was that well, you go on pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Yeah, they which they might sucked. Take, they were which, which might take five were. years, and you may not survive the trip. Right. So and, and they some, might be years. Yeah, years long. I want you to stand outside for a year. You yes. can't come in the church exactly for that a yeah. year. And actually, at one time, we had a rite of 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 of, of penance, and that was not the you know Advent. You know, ten, bring ten priests to hear confessions for three hours. It was you spent maybe years at the front of the church asking people to pray for you because you had committed a public sin. Usually it's apostasy, adultery, or murder. Usually, you know, the, the, the Tell you three. what, that would be effective, though. It oh, yeah. And there's actually, apparently, and apparently there was actually was a formal right of receiving penitence back into the full communion. No, I don't know. I have to look up my church history and the church history about that. So because the idea that there's some things that for us to also that the penance should also be part of the know that, that we have experienced God's mercy and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being given like, you know, one Hail Mary, well, we need to have that, that understanding that, yes, I've been given a penance that is appropriate. Now, I say, say when I hear confessions of, of small children, uh, I'm not going to give them a penance of... Okay, I want you to pray a hundred Hail Mary, right? A hundred rosaries, you know that stuff. Like that. Or even a whole rosary, or even a whole yeah. rosary. It, it it might be more wrong. <laughs> okay, so usually save save it before Sunday mass. I'll tell like, well, before mass begins, I want you to go to the church and you tell God thank you for making this confession today. Mm-hmm. And it often with young children involves issues with siblings and parents. It's like, and today after mass, you do something nice for your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And you decide that will be. I mean, something that's appropriate for their state in life. If you go back, it's important to know what the state of the life of the person is. Yeah. Particularly if they're 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 confessing behind the screen. So it may be a thing that, uh, for one Hail Mary is not going to, to do it. And so you you want to make that penance that that penance appropriate. Mm-hmm. And also, some of we have you know, in the past there have been whole uh, books written by priests to help penance to, to help priests exactly to do exactly that. Like, what is the appropriate penance for the sin that's being confessed? Because right. how do you know? I mean, unless you know the person really well, mm-hmm. you don't really know. I mean, yeah. you just have to kind of do your best. Right. And we also want to, you know, that, 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 that the appropriate penance that they feel that they have. The main, the main thing for me is, as a confessor is that when the person leaves the confessional, that they leave knowing that they've been touched by, by God's mm-hmm. mercy. And you could always do more. Yes. But once again, if you're a scrupulous, if you're a scrupulous person... Mm-hmm. Don't don't do more. Right. Do exactly yeah. what you're told yes. and no more. Yeah. And, and not but to do second what your guess. spiritual director says. Yeah. Don't do what I say. Do what they say. Okay. <laughs> and, not, and not to second guess. Like, what well, was it? Because then we begin to play. It's the opposite of rationalizing. Right. We the enemy is playing tricks on us. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's a bit like someone who has maybe like a, a an obsessive compulsiveness mm-hmm. that like, oh, did I really lock the door to the house? It's like, did I really lock the truck? Yeah, I drove a truck. Uh, or did I, okay, did I, you know, did, did I do this? And we begin to think, it could be the thing like, well, doing penance is like, well, was that really enough? Did that really count? Or something like that. You you don't want to, again, the, en- the enemy does not fight fair. The enemy will use every means possible to drive a wedge to separate us from the yeah. love, to, to separate like, us from look, one there another. There was a Geneva Convention, Satan, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you have to follow yeah. those rules. Yeah. He doesn't so, care. And so, and so, and 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 being overly scrupulous, just as being rationalizing everything is a trick of the enemy, so is being overly scrupulous because yeah. it's 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 one is, is we're separ- both of them have the end effect of separating us from 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 God's uh, mm-hmm. mercy uh, in the crucified and risen Christ.
Is it two, I'm from, done. From, I'm two, done. Di- from two different, two different pers- uh, can't angles? Can't ask any more questions. Okay. I have more, but I'm not. I can't do it. Okay. This is the longest episode of the Catholic Man Show, <laughs> but it's 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 on the best topic. Well, there's just so many questions. <laughs> I think that we it's had, like, like people people are gonna someone's gonna benefit from this. Oh, but I, I am. It's me. So. I'll tell you, guys. It's me. Just I'm take, I'm benefiting from it. Don't hesitate. Go to confession. Yes. Take your family to confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, be the first one to go to confession so your kids can see you going to confession. Yes. Uh, you know, it's important for as men, you know, pride is kind of a big deal for especially for guys and to say, I'm not, you know, I'm sorry is, is difficult. It's not for me and I'm proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, don't just go. Go. Exactly. And also, it is an important thing, particularly, I try to, when I can, commend families but you know parents that they like you're showing your your children i say that i if i can when i can i try it specifically to men it's like because they might you know i might come in as a you know one after the entire family uh, group and it's like thank you for showing your children that this is important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this isn't yeah. just something that oh we do this get ready for first communion and then, and then maybe confirmation yeah that's yeah. it and you have to put it on, and this is what I need to do. I'm, t- I'm talking to myself right now, but you have to put it on the calendar. It's on my calendar, but what I don't do is I don't make it without exception. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we're going to the birthday party, somebody's birthday party, so I guess we won't go to confession right. this Saturday. Yeah, it's, it, it, I have to say, sorry, we can't come to your birthday party. Like, that's our family's going to confession. Or I have to move it to a to a Saturday, like maybe I have rules for myself where I say, I'm allowed to move this one time, yes. one Saturday. Yeah. Don't move it two Saturdays. Second birthday party, right? we're not going to yeah. if it's on a Saturday or something, you know. Yeah, or also the hyper, I'm seeing a kind of a growing trend among young young Catholics, particularly when they're getting married. Because we have two Catholics getting married, which is kind of my rarity in Oklahoma, given our, 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 our overall pop, pop, small population size. Yeah, yeah. Is that... Part of the wedding rehearsal, everybody in the wedding party goes to confession. I begin to oh. see that and also hear from others. Uh, uh, That's that, powerful. That that uh, that they can we can we go to confession? Uh, can uh, not not just the bride and groom, but the wedding party, anybody else w- wants to do so, and having you know, maybe multiple priests that are available. Mm. I'm beginning to see see that I've had, I've had a couple of occasions myself that, that I've been involved in that so if you're a young uh, young guy and you're getting engaged or think about that the Lord's calling you the sacrament of marriage and, and then uh, consider that making that part of your wedding rehearsal and preparing to receive to enter that into the sacrament uh, or into the vocation of marriage and parenthood Father, thanks so much for hanging out okay. with us this evening thank you for, yeah, thanks uh, for the invitation. and thanks for uh, you know, making confession available you're welcome. Next so, time you come back on the, on the show, it won't be two hours long. I oh, promise. Hey, that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs>